the Yard podcast. We are on episode 24, and it is a new year, ladies and gentlemen. It's my first time back on the podcast this year, and I'm very excited. And I also have my co-host with me today, Efren Martinez, a.k.a. Derek Destroyer, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, man. Thank you. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Beyond the Yard. But welcome back, man. I appreciate it. I like I like being on Beyond the Yard podcast. I get to talk about wrestling because wrestling is my number one love. For and who doesn't love wrestling? Like, come on. Exactly. If you don't love wrestling, you're a fucking mark. <laughs> he said it. His words, not mine. <laughs> no, but we just want to welcome back everybody. This is our first episode together. If you think about it. Exactly. It's just us together, and it's it's a little different this time. I know you don't see my beautiful face like you normally do live, but you know, you know. Right, and unfortunately, you can't. You couldn't see this face. The face that got his ass kicked. Thank God. That was night too. Thank God I can't (laughs) see your face. For a good God Almighty, who wants to see this face? But pray. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Pray. No, but I just want to say thank you, everybody that listens to this podcast. Did you know? That Beyond the Yard is now three years old. Beyond the Yard is three years old. And I was the very first, was I not? Yes, sir. The very first on the podcast. That is that is absolutely amazing. It has been three years since I have been on the podcast. I remember I had orange hair back then. Yes, sir. I remember that. We did the face cam. I remember that. We did. That was, and, you know, I, I've been, am I not the only one to do face cam? I mean, I guess we had a face-to-face interview with. RJS and BES. You did have that. They were the first to do that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was the first with the face cam, which means I'm still a legend. You know, Exactly. <laughs> You're the first guest. You're the first person to have, um, the, I guess you could say, what were the satellite interviews? You could say that? Exactly. You know, and, you know, more people need to tune in whenever, whenever I'm on Beyond the Yard podcast. I have interesting topics to talk about. And speaking of topics to talk about, you know, the last time we were on here, we talked to Jack Delta, and he talked yes, about, you know, what it takes to make a good wrestling promotion. He took a shot at a lot of guys, and, uh, you know, it was good. It was great to have him on the podcast. And then I seen you did an interview with Gabe Sayers, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, I could not make it on that podcast because, you know, it was New Year's, and I was I was out here partying. I'm not going to lie with you. Yes, and, sir. Uh, he was out there partying. They were firing guns outside on the streets. All hell broke loose, probably. Welcome yeah. to North Carolina, huh? Welcome to North Carolina. And uh, Efren, he got his his dose of my end of North Carolina. He got it down here in Shottsbury, North Carolina. You know. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't get the 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 full effect that you guys witnessed. But you know, I I took some some mementos. I guess you could say that. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'm glad you had a great experience coming down here. And you know, hopefully one day I can get up there to Kansas and I can. I can see what it's like up there from my own eyes. Oh, for sure. I mean, I don't know if you already heard the stories, but Kansas is great as it's plains. No pun intended. Yeah, I just don't want to get taken away by a tornado. (laughs) (laughs) This ain't Kansas anymore, said Dorothy, huh? Exactly, but... uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because when you said that, like, I just got flashbacks to Dallas Night (laughs) 1. Oh, God. We're but not damn. in Kansas anymore, but <laughs> you ever heard of a Carolina chest slap? It goes a little something like this. Pow! <laughs> then the yeah. commentators, they were like, oh! Like, oh, shit. Like, that was perfect. That was beautiful. That was a beautiful moment. And let me and let me just let me just say, even though the name, you know, I've met, I've met Mike Oxynormous, you know, the commentator mm-hmm. for TWF. Guy has the smallest peen to ever exist. Just saying. Just well, saying. The name is, the name is befooling. <laughs> wow good god almighty yeah i don't know if you ever met eric morales in backstage but unfortunately he's got taken away because he didn't have his green card or something or something like that oh shit so let's see we get him back for the future episodes of acw hopefully i like i like hearing that guy he's a great commentator but uh exactly no but unfortunately i did have an episode with gabe sayer without you but i i talked to him Throughout the episode, and he wanted you to be a part of his future episodes when he comes back to the show. Oh, for sure, I would love see because I I, I didn't really know of him up until mm-hmm. uh, up until you said that uh, you wanted to do an interview and he wanted to interview with me. But uh, 
you know, unfortunately I couldn't do it like I said, but uh, I, I really did. I, I looked at his stuff and I checked him out and uh, I really did like it. And, uh, you know, and, and he was he was really talented for, for the shit that he was doing. Absolutely yes. crazy, you know, murdering his body, uh, you know, but it's, it's, it's awesome to watch. Exactly. Like everybody has their own way of telling the story, you know, because that's what wrestling's all about is telling stories. Exactly. And speaking of telling stories, I feel like I am living in some sort of different dimension with what's going on in professional wrestling right now. With exactly. WWE, it's it's been, you know, I've seen on Jim Cornette, he said, who owns WWE this morning? Uh-huh. <laughs> and and, uh, and that that's literally what it feels like because, you know, every time, you know, I look at Facebook, I look at Twitter, anything, I'm Social seeing something about... Related. Yeah, I've, somebody Saudi Arabia's bought it. AEW's, That's what I heard too. AEW's looking to buy it. There's a bunch of people looking to buy it. You know, in, in my personal opinion, I feel like AEW. If they bought WWE, it would be absolutely amazing because, mm-hmm. you know, I still feel like, uh, you know, I I don't think it would be like a flop like like a WWE version of ECW would be. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yes. I don't. I don't feel like it'd be a flop like that. I feel like if if he left it, you know, kind of like in the hands of somebody good, like you know, because you know him and Triple H, they have a, you know, they have a rocky relationship. But mm-hmm. I feel like he knows that uh, Hunter knows what he's doing. Yes. And uh, you know, it could be it could be really cool. Like if he let if he let Triple H still run WWE, you know, and he'd be under a different paid salary. Exactly. And, kind of how they're doing with Ring of Honor, you know? Exactly. Like, you know, you know, in my personal opinion, Vince McMahon, granted, he's he's created a lot of great characters throughout the years and he's mm-hmm. he's literally made wrestling what it is today. We can't take that away from him because, you know, if it weren't for him, we wouldn't have we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Exactly. You know, you know but at the same time, he's not a good dude, man. <laughs> he's Vince McMahon. Exactly. Like there so so much stuff. I literally read something today about Vince McMahon on another scandal with a woman. Wow. Literally read it today. And the this woman, she it, it, it was absolutely crazy. She was forced to give oral to Vince. Like so so she says, you know, <laughs> you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say she's wrong, but uh-huh. you know, this was this was literally uh I, I'm looking at it right now, the exact article. Okay. And uh, this was Rita Chatterton. She back in 1992, WWS first ever female referee. And uh, this is exactly her words. I was forced into oral sex with Vince McMahon when I couldn't complete his desires. He got really angry, started ripping off my jeans, pulled me on top of him, and again told me that again, if I wanted a half a million dollar a year contract, that I had to satisfy him. He couldn't wow. make her. He couldn't couldn't make her break me. Like it, it was, it was so fucked up. Mm-hmm. But it's just so much shit come out on that man. You know? Yeah. But the crazy part about that is that you know Vince McMahon is back with WWE now. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, yeah. he wanted to be back in control of creative, but Triple H said no. <laughs> Fuck that. Like he, Fuck he literally. That. He literally had a meeting with everybody saying that creative is not going to change whatsoever. Yeah, creative shouldn't change whatsoever because since Vince McMahon's gone, wrestling became interesting again. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Vince's booking, it, it was it's, it was so sloppy and it was so overplayed and so overdone. And you give Triple H the reins, you know, you let him bring in a couple guys from different mm-hmm. places. You know, you let him do his thing like he did with NXT making it now. Like, right. it's... It's crazy. Uh huh. You know, let the man let the man take the torch and and let him do something with it. Exactly, because we already grew up with Mr. McMahon WWE. Now let's see how Triple H will make his own WWE. If that makes sense, like see his version of WWE. Exactly, like like Vince McMahon had the Undertaker and Triple H has Bray Wyatt. Like that's the way that mm-hmm. I'm looking at it. Exactly. Like, let's see, like, what new modern wrestlers we could get out of it. Like, let's see what new characters could he could bring to the table. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And, and also, uh, Stephanie McMahon, you know, stepped down. Of I CEO. did see that. I did see that. I read her tweet about uh, her stepping down. 
And that that really shocked me. But you know, me too. She's still a major shareholder with WWE. Oh, exactly. Like, like so, she's still gonna be making money from it either way. Like she mm-hmm. has crazy amounts of stock in the WWE. I mean, she's daddy's girl. Exactly. Like, I mean, her family's all like tied in with WWE. Oh yeah, for sure. Now the one but, that I do feel sad for is Shane McMahon. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. I remember I forgot was it last year's Royal Rumble where. He was involved in the match and like he kind of had like some he behind backstage because like he he entered before Renty Orton or something like that so he like quit WWE. I don't know if you heard of something like that. Hmm. I mean, it wouldn't shock me considering Shane's past with the WWE. I mean, he's already quit WWE before, like so it doesn't really shock me as much. But at the same time, like Shane McMahon. He he does crazy shit for that show. Every time he comes out, it's it's shit that other wrestlers ain't doing. Other wrestlers ain't hitting a coast to coast at fucking fifty years old, <laughs> like yeah. And they're not jumping off a thirty foot sails at fifty fucking years old, and exactly. off of this really tall shit, getting his fucking testicles electrocuted. You know, you know. Granted, they are still doing crazy shit, but you know, not shit like fucking Shane McMahon. And for his dad to still fuck him over every time. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll call him when they have a Hell in a Cell match, probably. That would be so fucking funny. For a, Just for, like, a cameo, I guess you could say that. Have Austin Theory beat the shit out of Shane McMahon. For real. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, we had some amazing feuds recently or, like, you know, not that long ago. Like, for example, that match when he had against The Miz at WrestleMania. Yeah. Like, I thought that feud was good when... They teamed up, they won the tag team titles, then they turned on each other. I thought that was a good feud. I thought it was too. I mean, you know, they, they've had a lot of good moments with Shane. Mm-hmm. I, I really I, I really did like him as the uh the general manager. Not general manager, the owner of SmackDown. Yes. I I, I thought that was a really cool thing. I really liked his match with AJ Styles. Uh-huh. Uh that shit was that shit was fucking nuts. To be honest, to this day, it kind of feels weird because, like, we, to me, I kind of miss hearing SmackDown Live. I remember SmackDown Live just hits differently. Exactly, because it was because of those fucking commercials for it. Uh-huh. <laughs> for real. Like, SmackDown we, used to be on Tuesdays, and don't get me wrong, like, not that it's a bad idea, but, you know, that vibe, you know, when you get out of work on Friday or whatnot, you could just chill and just watch SmackDown compared exactly. to on a Tuesday. Exactly. Uh but uh, you know, speaking of the shows that's going on, we gotta do our Royal Rumble predictions for this year. Hell yes! Speaking about the Royal Rumble, I know this ain't really a spoiler because they already announced it. But Cody Rhodes has announced that he's gonna be in the Royal Rumble. Yes, they have. They have let us know multiple times about Cody Rhodes. Literally, Cody Rhodes Rumble. returns. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. But exactly. the thing that I feel like they kind of dropped the ball, like. That could have been a mystery entrance, you know? Exactly. exactly. Like, what a letdown. Exactly. And, like, if it would have been a mystery entrance, then show all that shit on after he wins the the Royal Rumble. I worked For my sure. ass off to get to that position. You feel me? You know? Uh-huh. You know, remember whenever WWE had WWE 24? Mm-hmm. And they exactly. would, uh, and, and they would, like, because I watched the Seth Rollins ones years ago, right, after his knee injury. Uh-huh. And, like, you know, you had to wait to see how Seth Rollins was doing. He just came back, pedigreed Roman, and left. And then mm-hmm. that night, you find out on the WWE Network exclusively, you can see Seth Rollins' 24 documentary. I watched a Finn Balor one. I like that one, too. Mm-hmm. But for real, like, why did they have to, you know, fuck it up like that? I mean, sure, they do that just to, like, promote it, but still, like, that's... That's what the Royal Rumble is all about. It's like you don't know who's gonna be in it. See, here's what I think is gonna happen. This is this okay. is my this is my prediction for the men's Royal Rumble. Okay. And I, think, and I think it's gonna go one of two ways. I think that Cody will be in the last two in the last two entrants. Okay. Like I, I I do feel that. So I have three predictions. Cody does one is Cody does win it. Okay. And he goes on to WrestleMania and but if they do do that. He has to win at WrestleMania. They right. cannot make him lose at WrestleMania. Like mm-hmm. that would that is going to piss the fuck off everybody in that fucking building. 
just because yes. of the story they're doing it. They're making him out to be a hero. Mm-hmm. Now, in, in in other retrospect, they also have that thing. It's going to be in L.A., so they're going to have to do big bookings. So I think they're going to bring in The Rock. Like, okay. There, there's been huge speculations of that, that The Rock was going to come back, and then it's going to be Rock and Cody Rhodes, and he's going to throw Cody Rhodes out of the Rumble. But this is the part of it. They did say on Raw 30 that every member of the Bloodline generation will be there. Yes. And you know that The Rock is also in the Bloodline generation. Exactly. So The Rock might be there on Raw 30 coming up this Monday. For real. And, uh, you know, that would be really cool to see, and that could be the start of it, like like going to WrestleMania. So that might be why they showed us Cody so much as well. Uh-huh. I'm seeing that in retrospect. They're showing us Cody to try to make it a couple different entries. But thirdly, exactly. I have to say Sami Zayn because we see it coming, but at the same time we don't see it coming because mm-hmm. we really don't. We really don't want to see Sami Zayn win the Royal Rumble. I know, but but at the same time, it would be really good booking, like like on their decision, because yes. you know that it, it done really good with long term long term storytelling, and you know maybe then after that we can get Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn going after Jimmy and Jay, and they have a little tag team run or something, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think that they'll drop the belt to Sami. You know, I know. You know, they're make he's making people laugh, but they're not gonna drop the fucking belt to Sammy. For real. I mean, never know. Never say never, you know? Exactly. But that's like the only three ways that I see it going at the Royal Rumble. Uh-huh. I mean, I guess my peaks for the Royal Rumble, I mean, now that they already mentioned it, would be Cody Rhodes. I mean, the way I would kind of see how it would start, Cody Rhodes would be number one mm-hmm. and Seth Rollins would be number two. So that would spice things up a lot if you think about oh, for it. Sure. For so sure. like imagine like both of them starts, you know, number one, two, and they fight till like almost till the end. Yeah. So like that would really, you know, heat up their their feud that they had. Because yeah, they've been feuding at WrestleMania, it. at Hell in the Cell, then at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And you know, if they if they do, do that, like it's gonna be it's going to be scary because you know that they're going to, for the build-up to WrestleMania, they're going after his fucking shoulder. Exactly. You know, and that's going to be scary for us to watch. Just like... Because everybody knows his weakness now. Exactly. You know what terrifies me till this day? What? Edge wrestling, period. For real. <laughs> Edge wrestling, period, bro. Whenever they did that, whenever the shield broke up and they about stomped Edge's head in the yes. fucking chair. The I, authority? Yeah, like that. Uh-huh. That literally terrified me. And then his match with Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell. Yes, at Saudi Arabia. I was like, good God, watch out, Edge. After each bump, I have to be like, oh, my God, is he okay? Exactly. (laughs) Like, that's how it felt. Exactly. Same thing with Kurt Angle. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't wrestle much anymore. Or he doesn't wrestle at all anymore. I'm retarded. Yeah. (laughs) But in one of the posters of the Royal Rumble, like, you see all the wrestlers looking at one side, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw it, but the background is like blue and it has like electricity to it. So I guess that's kind of foreshadowing to The Rock. Exactly. But I- I've seen that uh, somewhere that that wasn't the official poster, but I don't know. Really? Yeah, I did. I- I've seen somewhere where it wasn't that they had a different Royal Rumble picture, but it has. I'll have to look. The next time that I see like Raw True. or something, like they would probably keep the same one. Uh-huh. But I know this is a inside joke, but my other pick would be CM Punk. Like the reason why it's an inside <laughs> joke is because ever since CM Punk left in 2014, me and my friends we always wish he would come back like each year. Like I thought it just you, you just know became a joke. Exactly. Like you, really you just never it. know. Like come on. How fucking nuts would it be if they break that forbidden door? And they let AEW people inside of the Royal Rumble. Seeing like that's what WWE should like kind of work on, like because like they did the for the Forbidden Door. What was it last year with Mickey James? Yeah, from Impact. But like they should th- do more stuff like that, especially at the Royal Rumble. Like it's perfect, dude. Could you imagine MJF being in the Royal Rumble? Holy shit, that would spice things up. 
Dude, I would literally shit my pants if uh-huh. MJF was in the Royal Rumble. Like, their biggest star, like, that would be fucking nuts. Uh-huh. They'd be like, MJF? From AEW? Like, the commentators would go crazy. No, the fucking crowd. Like, the moment you hear their theme song hits. Yeah. Like. Our, you know what really made me mad, though? Last year, whenever uh, Mickey James came in the, the Royal Rumble, uh-huh. They announced her as the Impact Women's Champion. Whenever yes. it's called the fucking Knockouts Champion. For real, like, if you're gonna say the title, say it correctly. Like, come on, you can't fucking say half-ass it. Like, come on. Exactly. I mean, granted, we still call WWE pay-per-views. We don't call them premium live events. No, I mean, <laughs> I, I understand, but like, I mean, sh- sure, they don't call it pay-per-views because you don't, you know, you don't have to pay for it, but. You know, it's a show, like, it's a pay-per-view. Like, I mean, yeah. I don't know what else you would call it. Like, it's, it, I mean, I guess it's a pay-per-view, like. So you're telling me, like, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, like, I mean, I supposed to call them premium live events. Like, it's a pay-per-view. Yeah. But I guess, like, we're entering a different era of technology. You could say that. But, uh, another topic, uh, who do you think is going to be the top guys of this year, 2023? Like, who do you think's gonna be? Who's gonna dominate this year? Top five. I mean, by the looks of it, I would say this isn't completely random order. Cody Rhodes will be one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know Roman Reigns, he wants to have some time off. For sure. De- depending, you know, what's the fallout after WrestleMania? Yeah, I could see Sami Zayn, you know, being top five. Mm-hmm. Um. Rip, Ripley Lee? No, Rhea Ripley? Rhea Ripley. I mean, she's doing a fantastic job in the Judgment Day. I agree. I <laughs> Dominic cracks me up. For real. <laughs> he survived prison. <laughs> I don't know what it's like in prison. <laughs> but that prison gimmick, like, wow, that literally came out of nowhere. Because I know he got arrested because he attacked his father around Christmas time. Yeah. Um, Sami Zayn would be a good one. You already said that, buddy. Oh shit, Zemi Zayn. Okay, <laughs> maybe I just have Zemi Zayn in my mind because you keep because you talked about Zemi Zayn, like how he would turn on, or maybe he get get turned on by the bloodline. Who knows? Yeah, but they've already turned on him multiple times. Like Roman's the yes. one that defends him. Austin Theory would be a good one. Yeah, I can see I that. Could, I could see him because Seth Rollins was already one of the top guys last year in 2022. Yeah. Hopefully Bobby Lashley. Hopefully he gets to rise up again. All right. Well, my my opinion is uh, a little bit of mixed WWE and AEW. Oh, I forgot uh, to mention AEW. I thought we were going all WWE right now. Uh, all but w- go on, go on. Okay, I can do all WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I have to say, I, I hope that they give uh, Cody Rhodes a push, like you said. I'll put Cody Rhodes at number one because I really okay. do. I, I do want to see him in the – in the position to get the belt just because Dusty never won the belt and that yeah. that would that would be really good for the legacy of the Rhodes family. Yes. So I just I just really hope that they don't fuck that up for him. Mhm. But uh after that uh I'm oh, sorry, my dog's messing with me. I'm trying no, to talk good, man. I'm really trying to think. It's kind of it's it's really hard to think about. For WWE, because yes. I, I don't really watch it as much. I had to say Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt's been doing a lot of cool shit this year. Or okay. Last year and building into this year with the Uncle Howdy thing. I, I really enjoy watching those segments every week. Right. Uh, for women's, I would have to say Alexa Bliss, because I think that she's taken you know that Sister Abigail-type character uh-huh. pretty far. You can see a uh, comeback to that. Oh, for sure. I do want to see her as one of the women's champions th- again this year. Like, I hope she wins the uh, the women's Royal Rumble. I just want to state this again, but Charlotte Flair is a women's champion again. Yeah, bro. Dude, that I was so mad. I'm going to be honest. Like, like I understand your father is, you know, Ric Flair, but come on. Like, she just same, returned. Literally same night. I know. She returned. Like, okay, nice. Like, that's cool. She returned, but... Winning the title, like, right away? Exactly. There was no build, no nothing. It was uh-huh. really upsetting. Really upsetting on the booking. I think she's, like, what, 13th to 14th reign at this point? 
Yeah, it's her fourteenth reign. I think they're probably wow. gonna give her sixteen or seventeen. You know, just yeah. to make her look either just as good as uh, Rick or better than Rick. You know. Right. Uh huh. But before, right. even if she does break the sixteenth record, hopefully we get to see John Cena break Rick Flair's record. To be honest. I don't know, man. Oh, you I, don't know? I really don't know about that. I mean, think it'd be cool. Uh-huh. Don't get don't get me wrong, but you know, Cena. I, I I literally can't see Cena as a champion anymore. You know, just like I can't see The Rock as the champion anymore. Right. You know, they're, uh-huh. too, they're too Hollywood now, and they wouldn't be around, and it wouldn't be fun. Like that's true. You know, it'd be. I mean, granted, he's done his. He paid his time, and he's done his dues in WWE. But I, for me. Uh-huh. It would, it would feel like a David Arquette situation. Like Okay, right. For sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't think John Cena's working on any movie projects that I think of, but no, I understand what you're thinking of. Yeah. Like I, I understand mean, what you're saying. I mean, maybe if they gave him like a little year reign with it. Okay. You know, you know like if he had a contract a year, for a year. Yeah, if he had like a contract for a year, you know, mm-hmm. give him a little give him a little build into it. He wins it at a major pay per view. Like you know, John Cena's like the entrant and the money in the bank. He wins it for the fucking th- what is it third time now? Yes. And then, uh, then he cashes in at Money in the Bank and wins the uh, the WWE chip off mm-hmm. of Cody Rhodes. That would be cool. yeah. I could see that happening, or I mean, that would be pretty cool if it does. You know, exactly. Like he it. If they could even do like a little cool build to it, and he, like not even cash in at Money in the Bank, uh-huh. like you know, let them stalk for a month or two, right? Like and not long Ryan. ago, yeah, not long ago, we just had John Cena and Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. Yeah, I have a question. Who do you think was the uh, the best ever on the Money in the Bank holders? I would say CM Punk, to be honest. Like, I'm not saying that because I'm a fan of CM Punk. But like, like not only he held it the briefcase two years in a row, but like I feel like he just you know makes it look good. You could say that. I agree. My my personal pick would have to be Seth Rollins. Oh yeah. I I really enjoyed Seth Rollins with the briefcase because he treated mm-hmm. it like a title. For real. You know like, all the that's o- how it all- should feel. <laughs> exactly. All the other guys slung it around and damn like. You know, they got let it get beat up on, and you know, you know, and all of them overplayed the shit where they could go out. They would they would go out to the ring and they would tempt them. But uh-huh. Seth Rollins, he was just on a different level with it. Like anytime he would see him, like like it would, would legit look like a ticking bomb, you know, like because he exactly, could cash it in any time. Exactly. Like I think he held it for nine months before he cashed it in. Right. Like nine months is a long time, and he treated that thing like a title. Like he was waiting for his perfect time to strike with that thing. Right. And, you know, and he made the best moment with the Money in the Bank contract with cashing in at WrestleMania. Like the heist of the century. Yeah, the heist of the century. Yeah, because like they've done Seth Rollins. I don't know if it's his booking. I don't know if it's WWE's booking, but like this dude is literally crapping golden turds for WWE. Like he is he is literally like. In my opinion, single-handedly carrying the company aside from Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. like he is, he is holding the company on his back and doing his fucking damnest to keep it going. Exactly. Like, sure, he's not champion at the moment, but like, you know, you, you don't need to be champion to have great moments, you know. Exactly. I feel like he would be a good Intercontinental champion. Oh, he was. I remember when he won it at WrestleMania 34 against The Miz and Finn Balor. Yeah. And he became Monday Night Rollins afterwards. Yeah, I remember that. But I feel like, you know, if he treated it like he treated the money in the bank, you feel me? Exactly. I and what I really wish is I wish wrestlers would do custom belts more. Like For real. You know, the MJF Burberry belt is is eh. Like I mean he just added his touch to it pretty much. Exactly, like, like, and it was a small touch. I mean, granted, the AEW belt is one of the most beautiful belts in all of wrestling, and and has a amazing design to it. Exactly, like it's it's one of the most expensive belts in wrestling. So what I think he should have done with it though, instead of putting AEW on the front, he should have put MJF on the front and the AEW front. Bro, 
and then <laughs> and then put AEW at the top, uh-huh. like and then have that strap, and then you know on the sides that have MJF, on yeah, the, on the side plates, and then on the other one and have the AEW, obviously. But right. you know, I just felt like whenever he debuted that belt, I was like, well, what did he change about it? You know, the strap was a little bit different, but you know, not really. Like just because it was Burberry, like, uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. But like with WWE, like what they should do, like for example, who had the title changes or designs? Like Daniel Bryan, he changes the title completely to make it like eco-friendly. Yes, that one was really cool. Uh huh. That one was and really cool. That looked like anybody could make it, like a homemade belt, pretty much, with exactly. wood and I forgot what what kind of cloth is that, but like it looks like you could legit make it out of home. My ex or my uh my ex brother in law, rest in peace, uh Justin, he uh he got me or he didn't get me. It was his, but he had the eco friendly championship, like off the WWE shop. Mm-hmm. And he he had a shit ton of belts. He had a whole collection. But I got to hold that one, you know, after nice. he passed away. And it was really cool. But my favorite belt of his was the IWGP because like, Oh I nice. Think was, I think it was heavy and it was huge, <laughs> but and he had it custom made. The uh the plate on it had Kenny Omega's name on it, but nice. It, it was him and his friends made bootleg belts, so and it was pretty, oh, wow. pretty cool. Nice, but like you were mentioning, like for example, Bray Wyatt when he was Universal Champion, like yeah, he had like the Fiend Champion all over it. That was sick. That was fucking sick. Hopefully, you know we could see something like that pretty soon again. Yeah. You know, but I, I like the idea what you just said that you know wrestlers should have their own. Custom belts, especially if it fits their gimmick. Exactly, like especially MJF, like that mm-hmm. would have been it would have been so much better because like after he won that after he won in that press conference after he won it, it was literally like, the best reaction I had ever. Like that that moment reminded me of Austin three sixteen. Uh huh. Like he needs to have shirts made. You are now watching Destination Television. Exactly. Like, <laughs> Like, cause that was that was one of the best promos I had ever heard in my life. Right. AEW, the ship has been steered properly. Mm-hmm. AEW is now destination television. You, you assholes really had sympathy for the devil. What are you fucking stupid? No, offense. yeah, no offense. That press conference though, like that's what I like about MJF. Like, no, like I don't. It's not that no one else could do it better, but like. I mean, come on, he's doing a pretty damn good ass job, you know. He's the he is literally the best heel of our lifetime. Exactly. In my opinion, the best heel of our lifetime. Sure, you may have had Roddy Piper, but now you have MJF. Roddy in a Roddy, modern Roddy, time. Roddy Rowdy Piper would have been a, a huge fan of MJF. Definitely. I mean, Rest in peace. You know, and I listened to uh some MJF podcasts, you know, I've listened to two or three of them because I, I really enjoy listening, you know, to him talk okay. in general. Yes. And, uh, he, uh, he's always in character everywhere that he goes. And that's something mm-hmm. I love about him. Like he never breaks that kayfabe, you know, he's always that egotistical asshole that you think he would. Yeah. Be. But, um, you know, I like listening to his old stories, you know, before he became a wrestler and shit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, uh, the, the story that he told on, AEW Dynamite, you know, whenever they threw quarters at him, like that was a true story. <laughs> yeah, you know, ADD riddled Jew boy, and uh, there was a couple, th- there was a couple other stories that he told on there, but it was just the way that he spoke of him. So he said that Rosie O'Donnell, like, cause you know that video got leaked. Yeah, he he said she was a fat swampy bitch. Like he said she smelled, she owed him a lot of money. Uh-huh. Like he said, he said till this day, you know, I think people would call it trauma. Like childhood trauma, <laughs> for real. Like it was. He he's just an asshole, and I love it. Like he's he's our modern day Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Exactly. But I guess you you already said your top five wrestlers, right, from WWE. Yeah. Now moving on to AEW, who would be your top five? My top five, AEW this year. I think my girlfriend's back. Yep. Hello. But uh yeah, top five for this year have to be Ricky Starks at number one. Nice. Yeah. 
it is your sock. She she asked me if it was the sock over the microphone. Apologize. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's all <laughs> but, good. But but uh but number one, I would have to say Ricky Starks because I'm really liking the work that he's doing as of right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sammy Guevara. I've always been a huge fan of Sammy Guevara, but I hope AEW gives him a bigger push this year. Uh, number three, this is this one counts as it has to count as two because it's two people. But the acclaimed, you know, they're already the biggest tag team as of right now in AEW. Mm-hmm. You know, right? I feel I feel like they're just gonna get bigger, and they're just gonna get more over. Bro, when I was at All Out, like fucking, the acclaimed should have won the tag titles that day. Exactly. Uh, I hope they do something more with Ty Mello, you know, Sammy's wife. Yes. Because she, she's really talented. I, I think that she would she would do a lot more if they would give her a better push. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. Uh, Not long ago, she had some, I guess, hardcore moments because she, she had a match and she got all bloody. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she, she's crazy. She she learned, bro, she knows jujitsu. I know. Like, <laughs> but uh, in my last pick... Obviously MJF because he's just gonna go way more into superstardom. Like yeah, because he's that dude. Mm-hmm. For my top five pick, um, Tony Storm. She's Tony doing St- pretty good. Yeah, uh, Darby Allen. Good. Yeah, for sure. Because I I always see him as an underdog. Like you know, he's a like smaller he, guy. Exactly. Like come on, you don't. You can't leave out the small guys. Come on, especially like us. Like. We're sure. we're small. You could say that giggity. Very poor, <laughs> poor joke. Poor joke. Very poor. Um, <laughs> pretty much. MJF. Yeah, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> you left me broke out here. So MJF. I mean, come on. Like you said, he's the champion. He's the heel. What more do you want? Exactly. Um, Adam Cole just returned. Hopefully, let's see what new stuff he could bring to the table. Adam fucking Cole. I can get down with that. And my last pick, you already said it, Ricky Starks. Ricky motherfucking like he's just so entertaining to watch. I know. Like, but the only thing that I don't like, like he changes from face to heel so much. Like, <laughs> He'll be like the modern day Big Show. Yeah, like he's <laughs> he, he's he's so back and forth from face to heel. But like I, he needs to continue on a face run. Because he's doing a really good job at it. Yes. So, I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping they they let him roll with the ball. Mm-hmm. What was he gonna say? But unfortunately, this happened not long ago. But Jay Briscoe passed away. Yes. Um, for, uh, well, I was listening to a, a lot of different things today, and I was scrolling through social media. There was there was a lot of stuff about that, and uh, you know, unfortunately, I didn't. I didn't know much of the Briscoes. I've seen a lot of their matches. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, a lot of their stuff in Ring of Honor. At least I, I never got to see him really anywhere else. But I know that he was in like the first match of Ring of Honor. Yes. And uh, you know he's been there for a lot of years, and you know, car it was terrible. But yeah, it's crazy. But that's sad. Like at thirty-eight. Yeah, like very young. But. Hopefully we get to, you know, see what comes down in the road because, like, people are, are pretty sad about this. Families, friends, all of that. Exactly. And, you know, it's going to be tough, you know, and especially for his brother because his brother celebrated, you know, his birthday without Jay. And, you know, I think it was today. Wow. His birthday. Yeah. That's sad that to hear, man. Earlier. But, yeah, you know, rest in peace, Jay Briscoe, and, you know, prayers for the Briscoe family. And, like, you know, when I was leaving North Carolina back to home, you know, not that it doesn't come in mind, but, you know, driving for so many hours, like, it's kind of scary. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, and you drove a very long time. Like, that. Yeah. I'm just saying, bro, 19 hours for a trampoline to sleep in a building. For real, <laughs> pretty much. Get your ass kicked. You know, your body's going to be all bruised up stiff and driving back home. Exactly. Like, there ain't There's... room for comfort. For comfort. And you felt like shit the day after you got there? Pretty much. But actually, I felt more, how would I say, hurt on the first devil's night compared to the second. Yeah, for sure. 
Because on the second, we actually like spend more time, you know, on the trampoline than on the ground, which compared to the first match or the first Devil's Night, you know, we we got pretty brutal on the ground. Exactly. You know, because, you know, whenever we were coming up with the concept for the match and we were watching a lot of other backyard wrestlers. Uh, exactly. You know, the matches we were watching, they were predominantly on the ground, which, you know, we didn't plan anything out. Like, oh, no. We didn't, like... You know, that was a that's a big misconception for our match. You know, not shit was planned. We went out <laughs> there and we did it. You know, we didn't even have a finish for our matches. Like No. The the first Devil's Night, we didn't know Oops. who was gonna win or lose. The second uh-huh. Devil's Night, we didn't know who was gonna I mean, we had we had speculation for both of them. You know, we, we had an idea of what we wanted to do, but exactly. you know, we we let it we let it roll with it and we seen how it happened. You know, let, let's just roll with it and see what happens is pretty much what we did. And, you know, it uh-huh. came out beautiful both times, you know, because we had great chemistry in the ring. And, you know, I haven't had that with a lot of guys, you know, at uh-huh. least in my company. But, exactly. Uh, but the way I we saw it is, you know, the first Devil's Night, we had three matches in one match pretty much. Exactly. So we're pretty much, you know, we didn't have a time limit. We could have gone like for almost an hour if we wanted to, for God's sakes. But on the second Devil's oh, yeah. Night... We pretty much have to have the same match, but backwards because we have a time limit. Exactly, and you know the uh, first, the first Devil's Night was at like forty something minutes. I think it was like forty one minutes. Pretty and much. The second Devil's Night was what fifty something minutes. Like, uh huh. It was including it was overtime. But I like the touch that we had the overtime. Like, sure, we could have you know had like a quick finish at the last second. Before the timer goes out, but the fact that we went over time, like it just had more suspense because now since there's not the clock, like you don't know who's gonna win. It's the next fall wins. Yeah. But I'm gonna be honest, I swore you tapped. I swore you tapped, but you know, the referee, you know, he screwed you over a lot, so I think he was just <laughs> giving you that one. Right. Oh, good lord. But hey, at really... least at the end you came out victorious. I had to, you know, I had to make it reasonable because I know you tapped out after I put you in that guillotine. Huh. You just try to hide it. You just Very try to funny. hide it. You know, because nobody lasts. Nobody lasts inside of the guillotine, but, you know, you so-called did. I just did air quotes because, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> well, at least we made history two years in a row. We did make history two years in a row. And, I want to uh, consider it as an end of an era, but, like, you know, you could say it's a new, it's an end of a chapter, but a beginning of a new one. That's the way I, I, I do say it's the end of an era, in my opinion. Okay. Because I mean, yeah, the way now thinking about it, that's true. Because you know, what we're going through right now and the it, new phases we're entering. In, in my speculation, so I, I, I put TWF uh, in in three different eras. I put it, in, and this is the way what I call them too. I call it the Revolution era. Which was the uh, the only reason I call it the Revolution Era was because whenever me and Bang Kid first started the company, we we wanted to make a revolution on YouTube, and that's what we always talked about. So I okay. call that the the Revolution Era from you know the beginning all the way up until the time about 2017, 2018, and yes. then I, I get I call this the Anarchy Era because that's whenever we came out with Monday Night Anarchy, and right. it, this this was from. Battle for the briefcase to be or uh total anarchy, I believe it was episode six is where we left off. Mm-hmm. And like I, I call that the anarchy era, which is probably one of my favorite eras. And then uh the uh the twenty twenty era of, of just me and you, I just call that the devil's night era. Like uh, just for real. just just the year of twenty twenty, that was the devil's night era because we hyped up that match and nobody thought it was gonna happen. Like, I know. You know, because, you know, we started it off as kids and we were just talking shit on YouTube channels. I mean, because that's what every backyard wrestling channel was doing. Everybody was talking shit about each other. But, you know, we were never really seeing the matches except for the select few that were actually going and flying out and driving out to beat the shit out of each other. Uh huh. And, you know, you finally made your way down and uh, it was it was crazy. And it was it was beautiful. It was a beautiful match. Like till this day, I'm I'm still very proud of Devil's Night One. And then I classify the twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two era, or to uh to fucking sorry my my head went away for a second to uh 
the unbroken era. The reason why I call it the uh, the unbroken era is because we thought that we were broke. You know, we thought that we all drifted apart, but we all made our way back together, and that's why I called the show unbroken because we were all we we I, I made friends with most of the guys again, and we we got to do what we loved for for mm-hmm. a couple more months, actually a year. Yeah, it, w- it was a year because from January to till uh till you came back down, that was almost a year for yeah. us doing that that era. But uh, yeah, I decided I decided to end TWF then just because you know it wasn't as it wasn't as fun as it used to be. For sure, I, it was, and and I'm a, I'm gonna be honest. I'm 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 gonna do a little shoot here. It's, it's just because of the the guys that were in TWF. They were making it too emotional, and they were trying to bring too many real life situations onto the screen, which I that was never my intention for the channel. It's understandable, but yeah. But yeah, so, but TWF, I I wouldn't classify it as dead. You know, I mm-hmm. might do a, I, I might do a reunion show in a couple of years, but it won't be a backyard wrestling show. Yeah, you know, I might I might convince somebody to get in a ring with me and i'll train them i'll train them for a couple months and we'll have a or just do or some bumps or something like that you know no I, what i would probably do i probably you know bring back one or two of the twf guys train them up a little bit and you know put on a show and then bring some other wrestlers in and i mm-hmm. might i might do more than one show it might be like a little a little one more season type thing like i did with the unbroken era i but, see Make it a YouTube wrestling show, not a backyard wrestling show. For sure. You know, and that that's that's been a huge goal for me. Like that's what I've I've always really wanted to do because I like booking. You know, mm-hmm. not just because I like putting myself over, which I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's one way of doing it, huh? <laughs> that's one way of saying that. But no, not not just not just because of that. But I, I feel uh-huh. like you know, free stuff like YouTube and stuff like that. That's that's a big opportunity for a lot of guys, and I've always liked building something from the ground up. And I've always mm-hmm. liked YouTube. I've always liked the idea of it, and I just wanted to to make something free for everybody to watch because that's that's how I got to watch, you know, most of my matches. I didn't have cable television or none of that shit. I just looked it up on fucking YouTube and watched matches. What was I gonna say? No, but like how you said, like make it a YouTube show, not a backyard show. But that's what YouTube is all about. It's like you know, you putting your show because youtube is like an entertainment source pretty much like your network like people tune in check out your channel and see like your content like that's what youtube is all about like it's all about looking at your videos your shows your episodes whatever and just being entertained because that's like because i had two channels once a gaming Nation, and the other channels acw acw network so with acw like how i said with jack delta like people in the backyard wrestling do you just want to like try to make something big for the backyard universe. But with ACW, I kind of want to like be in my own universe, like have my own fans and stuff, you know? Exactly. Like work with your fan base, see what they want, see what they like, see what they don't like. So you could work around that. You see, you see, that's what I really wanted to do back in the days of TWF. I really wanted to connect with fans and stuff, but it turns out all of our fans were pedophiles. So, <laughs> so uh-huh. it, made it, it made it really hard, you know, you know, because you're getting odd requests. They were like, can you do a German suplex and send us a picture of your toes? I was like, what? Oh, <laughs> wow. Uh, huh. like, yeah, I can do the internet German. is a crazy place, to be honest. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Maybe I'll stick to a belly to belly and <laughs> you could just watch the video. How about that? For real. No, but, you know, earlier you mentioned your TWF arrows. Now, since you mentioned yours, I want to mention ACW era. So, we kind of divided our eras into seasons, anyway. Mm-hmm. So, our first era was the birth of BYW, because that's where our channel used to be called. I thought that was pretty unique, BYW, but later it turns out, you know, that's what we're, that's where our sport, you know, back at <laughs> wrestling. So, we're like, uh oh. I believe What's I was up? one of the first people to tell you about that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's when we come up with the name change. So we came up with ACW, Aggressive Championship Wrestling. So we had the second era is called the comeback because unfortunately we, we lost 
our channel. Like, I don't know how, but we lost our channel. And we came up with another channel. But somehow we we brought back our old channel and we just kept going from there. Luckily, we came back after months of being gone and not uploading a single video. We came back and we uploaded our first ever pool match. I don't know if you recall, but I think you did a pool match in TWF, if I recall, or involved the pool somehow. Technically, it wasn't a pool match, but I got super kicked into a fucking pool by Bank Kid. Yes. <laughs> See, like, that's what I was saying. Like, like you guys had a pool or something. Yeah, that shit. It was not fucking cool, man. It was in mm-hmm. April. It was still cold in North Carolina, man. <laughs> I got kicked yeah, in cause... a pool. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I was watching it, and I look at the dates, and when I in was watching rain. it. Yes. I noticed. I'm like, the weather, you know, it's raining and it looks cold. And jumping into a pool of water, that doesn't look warm. <laughs> yeah, we had we had our phone in a Ziploc bag. Yes. Recording in the rain. Don't get me wrong. I thought that was pretty unique. But I guess the quality didn't come out as good as you guys no. thought or what? I mean, not really. I mean, the, the reason why I say that is because we, we recorded TWF every way that we possibly could. We recorded TWF in the snow, in the mm-hmm. rain, whenever it was sunny out. Yes. And that was that was mainly because, you know, I'm I'm a crazy ass country kid from Shotsbury, North Carolina. And uh-huh. we we go out there and we get fucking dirty and it's fun. So, you know, whatever weather it is, whatever it looks like outside, we we were going to do it if people were over. Exactly. Then we had the ACW Oh, my bad. Did I interrupt you? No, you're good. Oh, okay. So the next era we had was ACW is War. So that's when we customized our trampoline. We put ACW next to it, War next to it. We put 2016 because that's when we started it. Then we entered COVID era. So, you know, COVID hit. Then after that, we, we became the Future is Now era. And that's what it is because, you know, in the future... Is now ever we had Devil's Night, we had the crossovers, we had Beyond the Yard, just a lot of stuff happened, you know. Exactly, you done, you you went far beyond expectations. Exactly, like and I don't think there's anything that could top the futures now, but it would just be, it would just be good to just keep, you know, progressing. Exactly, and that that's exactly what you were doing for ACW, man. Like, I mean, you continue to make ACW your brand and. You, you, you've done a really good job at that. I mean, you've reached a thousand subscribers and not that long. or not, it, it wasn't not that long of a time. I mean, right. considering, considering for the, what we're doing, you mm-hmm. know, you know, and like I've been telling you, man, if you got yourself inside a ring and you got that marketing strategy, like he done, like you got it, bro. Um, but like everything takes its time, you know, like it's not that, you know, I won't be able to do it. Just, you know, everything takes its time understandable but don't worry man you and i we will make it and we will reach the top of the mountain for sure now, like uh, if what's up oh i was you go ahead sorry oh no i, I didn't have nothing to say right there oh well, what i was about to say was uh are, are we we about ready to uh to get this done i want some mcdonald's man oh for <laughs> sure i mean i'm hungry i'm hungry too <laughs> don't get me wrong but <laughs> I mean, we're almost at the one-hour mark, but I feel like we pretty much made some great progress in this episode. Like, we talked about our Royal Rumble picks because that's what we wanted to talk about. Exactly. That was that was the main concept of the podcast for today. Exactly. Oh, uh, we forgot. I forgot to mention this, but who do you think would win? Kevin Owens or Roman Reigns? Okay, Kevin Owens or Roman Reigns now. Now, for speculation, if it was not a Royal Rumble match, if it was okay. not Royal Rumble, I feel like if they build out the feud and they did it all the way up to a Hell in a Cell, I feel like Kevin Steen would win. Not Kevin Steen. Kevin Owens. <laughs> right. Fight Kevin. Yeah. Fight. Or kill exactly. Owen. Kill. Yeah. I feel like he would win it like a Hell in a Cell. But being as this, uh, at the Royal Rumble, I don't think he's going to win this one. Uh-huh. I think Roman's got it. But in a real fight... <laughs> Yes, let's change the story. (laughs) In a real fight, I think Roman would beat the fuck out of Kevin. (laughs) For real. I think he would fuck Kevin up really fucking bad. For real. (laughs) Like the dog, the big dog, Michael Cole, what do we say, huh? Exactly. Now, 
Now, who do you? All right. Now, being that you said that question, I got a question for you. Yes. What two wrestlers would you want to see in a legitimate fight? Fuck. Like, like a legitimate knock the fuck out of each other, like trying to kill each other fight, battle to the death. Okay, so this one include a modern and an attitude wrestler, uh, Brock Lesnar versus Ken Shamrock. Brock Lesnar, man, I'm gonna be honest. You know, Brock is gonna eat that motherfucker alive. Well, <laughs> he is gonna eat that motherfucker alive. Uh huh. For me, uh. I would probably have to say, like Stone Cold in his prime, mm-hmm. like his 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 prime prime. Yes. Versus, uh, goddamn, uh, fuck, I forgot his name. Uh, ugh, my fucking brain went everywhere for a sec. Uh, Goldberg. Oh fuck. Like that's Hell, what I yeah. want to see. I feel I mean, like Stone Cold is a fucking Texas rattlesnake. Like holy shit, he will legit open a can of whoop ass. That's what I'm saying, but you you also gotta think Bill Goldberg in his prime, like this man he, was a legit was, football player. He was he was bulldozer. Legit, he was a legit football player, bulldozer, like bodybuilder, uh-huh. like fucking enormous. But you know, Stone Cold he had a mouth, and you know I've heard a lot of bar stories about Stone Cold fucking people up, but right. you know, I haven't I haven't heard much about Goldberg. But at the same time, the, for the beast that Goldberg is, I feel like it would be good to watch. For real, but what I was gonna say about Goldberg, I don't know if you ever seen this movie. It's a hor- horror movie, but it's a Christmas mm-hmm. movie, and it has Goldberg playing as Santa Claus, hmm. and he's pretty much like Krampus. So I don't know what because I never seen the movie, but he's pretty much going around and killing people around Christmas. Oh, was it? And it's Krampus? funny. Yes, well, I don't know because he plays as Santa. Oh, okay. So, anyways, there's this part in the movie which I always find funny as fuck. He sees somebody in a meat meat store, I guess you could say that, where they sell meat. And he sees somebody and he wants to kill him. So, he runs through the glass and he spears the dude. <laughs> like, he literally spears him and I thought that shit was funny. And at the end of the movie, I think he says something like, who's next? Or something. That would be sick. I gotta, I gotta see that. My uh, my only recollection of Goldberg being in the movie was The Longest Yard, the Adam Sandler one. Oh, yes. Yeah, with his petty guana. To be That's honest, seeing, res- seeing wrestlers in movies, especially when they're like acting like wrestlers, like it feels, it just has a different vibe to it, you know? Yeah, like every time you see him in the movie, you just want him to hit the finisher. Like somebody. Stone Cold was in The Longest Yard? He was the yeah. fucking racist guard. Yes, bro. Here in Stone... <laughs> Okay, so I've always pictured a Stone Cold as the type of guy to say the N-word with the heart on For real. <laughs> I always pictured him as it. But actually hearing him say it, like, it was so funny. For real. <laughs> I mean, Grant, it's a bad, it's a bad word. You shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't say the N-word with the hard R. Exactly. It's, it's like saying, you know, Vince McMahon saying the N-word wasn't funny. Like, it was fucking yeah. hilarious. In front of Booker T. <laughs> Yes, that was the best. Oh my god, I died. I but, know. Uh, on live television, like nobody could stop the man because he was literally the man of WWE. Oh, for sure. Like, what are we gonna do? Fire him? Exactly. He's the one that signs the checks, pretty much. <laughs> but moving on to the Royal Rumble for the Raw Women's Champion, Blanca Belair or Alexa Bliss. Alexa. Hands on. The five feet of fury. Oh, my God. I'll be honest. It's just because I like watching Alexa Bliss wrestle. For real. Like, <laughs> I just like Alexa Bliss. Like She just that, performs that. pretty good. For sure. But uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go get some McDonald's now. It's all good, man. <laughs> no worries. Um, I just decided if you wanted to end the show. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching the Beyond the Yard podcast. My name is Caution, and thank you, Efren, for allowing me to be on the Beyond the Yard podcast again. Uh, It's a pleasure every time that I'm here. I always have a great time, and uh, hopefully we are right about our predictions for the Royal Rumble, and we will get back to y'all the next time that uh, we got time to uh, throw down and, you know, talk some more. For sure. Well, we will see you in a future episode. Caution. Go eat some McDonald's and I'm going to go eat some food too because by God, after an hour, I'm already hungry.
I'm getting a motherfucking quarter pounder. <laughs> Alrighty, thank you guys. Stay safe. Wherever you guys are, thank you for listening to this on YouTube, Spotify, and any other podcast streaming platforms. Thank you, everybody, and have a good night. We are the virus.